The latest chatter about the Major League Baseball offseason, including news about a certain pitcher in Florida that the Cardinals are rumored to be targeting. We'll talk about it today on Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor. Born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter, X at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. That way you're interacting with us. Hit the notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case. It provides you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. You can get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. So here we are on, what is it, November 15th, and we have yet to have any signings or anything of significance happen just yet, just yet. We're still kind of waiting on things. You know, you got the awards coming out. Uh, things are just a little bit slow right now. So I thought we could go through some of the latest news and notes from around the league that involves some of the bigger names, including one guy who many of us think is going to be a target of the Cardinals. We assume that he will be. First, before we get to that, Let's say congratulations to Blake Snell and Garrett Cole. Congratulations. Announced as your NL and AL Cy Young Award winners tonight. Snell becomes the seventh pitcher in MLB history to win it in both leagues. And I don't know if you've heard this yet. Maybe you caught wind of the fact that he has a free agent this offseason. Yeah, that's true. A little bit more on him later on in this episode. Uh, Garrett Cole. Grabs his first Cy Young Award after going 15-4 and with a 2.63 ERA. 222 strikeouts, had an ERA plus of 165 this year for the Bronx Bombers. Been a long time coming for Cole. Uh, Cole has been one of the best pitchers in the game since coming up with the Pirates. Uh, he's had top five finishes, um, I think five times. I think that's right. Five top five finishes. Um, had his best year in 2019 with Houston when he was 20 and five with a 2.50 ERA, and he didn't win. He had 326 strikeouts, 326. Think about that for a moment. This year, Cole had 222, 326. He had over a hundred more back in uh, 2019. ERA plus was at 185, so 20 points higher there, and he lost. He finished second to his teammate Justin Verlander that season. Crazy. Um, yesterday's show, we actually recorded that before the, uh, managers of the year were announced. So we do want to congratulate our guy, Skippy Schumacher winner in the national league with the Marlins and then Brandon Hyde from the Orioles and the AL both very well deserved. And, uh, always nice to see other former Cardinals succeed, you know, get a little bit of love. And we wish that they were getting the love while still wearing the birds on the bat, but you know that you are happy for Skip Schumacher to win that award with the Miami Marlins. All right, back to the Cardinals. A number of people in the business are finally starting to report on this, and it's something that we figured would happen eventually. 
Uh, I talked about this last offseason, and again, it's been brought up again. Uh, ESPN's Jeff Passan says that the Rays are widely expected to move right-handed pitcher Tyler Glass now. Uh, MLB.com's John Morosi saying that he thinks the Rays are indeed prepared to dangle Glass now in a trade. Uh, Morosi actually wrote a, a little bit of an article uh, about what's going on with Tyler Glass now. So uh, here's what he got. We know this. When the Rays look at players and their salaries creep upward, they tend to move on. And I think that Tyler Glass now, for that reason, is out there and available today and this week. Ken Rosenthal from The Athletic also chimed in on this about uh, a possible trade going on, saying he's a strong candidate to be moved. He wrote about the financial reasoning behind why the Rays would do this, saying even if the Rays subtract Glassnow's $25 million salary, their 2024 payroll could be a club record. The current estimate, according to Fangraphs, is $126 million. The team's opening day payroll has never been higher than $84 million. The Rays could shift payroll in other ways if they prefer to keep Glass now, perhaps by moving outfielder Manuel Margot's $10 million salary. The suspension of shortstop Juan DeFranco, who was under investigation in the Dominican Republic for alleged inappropriate relationships with minors, could save the Rays part or all of his $2.45 million salary in 2024 and potentially more in the future because he had signed that big contract. Uh, He continues saying that the expected interest in Glass now, however, could motivate the Rays to act. 30 years old, has only one year of club control remaining, but a team that acquires him this offseason would be eligible to make him a qualifying offer and obtain a draft pick if he departs as a free agent. Players traded during the season are not eligible for those qualifying offers. The Rays, too, would reserve the right to draft pick uh, compensation if they keep Glass now, so they likely would not accept an inferior offer just to clear his salary. He underwent a hybrid Tommy John internal brace procedure to repair his elbow in June of 2021, should be at full strength next season, missed almost all of the first two months last year due to a strained left oblique, but finished with 120 innings, which probably would have been his limit in his first full season coming off of surgery. So one of the things when talking about Tyler Glass now, we've been thinking that if, when the day that the Rays decide that, you know, all right, we're going to move on from him, that the thinking was they wouldn't command quite as much in a deal compared to what a team might have to give up to acquire Dylan Cease from the White Sox or Shane Bieber from the Guardians. Although talking to Josh yesterday, maybe maybe the price for, for Bieber isn't quite as much as I thought it was going to be. Uh, Corbin Burns, you can put his name on the list now from the Brewers. Apparently, he the Brewers are ready to blow things up and start trading pieces off. Uh, Rosenthal thinks that despite the lack of control years, the Rays are still going to ask for a solid return here. Uh, he continues here saying that a potential free agent of Glassnell's quality normally brings back quality prospects at the deadline, and that's without the possibility of draft pick compensation. The Rays then likely will drive a hard bargain, particularly because Glassnell's best days might be ahead of him. His elbow ligament first began failing in 2019. He avoided the injury list in the shortened 2020 season, but will start next season almost three years removed from that surgery back in 2021. I still believe that the cost to get glass now will will still be less than the other possible trade targets. But when you hear these guys reporting on this, talking about what it might take to get them, 
the dreams of it being like, hey, we'll give you Tyler O'Neill and a mid-level prospect, that doesn't seem like it's going to be enough to pry him out of Tampa Bay. Just doesn't feel like that's going to be enough. You're going to have to go further than that. So what would be a fair trade for a guy like Glass now, who's got an injury-riddled past, but when he's on the mound, is the type of ace-level pitcher that the Cardinals could really, really use. So we're going to get into trade scenarios for Glass now. We'll do that next on Locked on Cardinals. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up together about wins and losses, who starts, who sits, who's getting traded, who's not getting traded, who they should sign as a free agent, who should they ignore. And I'm very thankful for the connection that we have. And today I want our chat to be a little bit more personal. Because I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medication. You realize what that means? Bring on extended travel. Bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You are covered. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis or Viagra. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. You can go online right now at jacemedical.com, that's J-A-S-E, medical.com, to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. And remember to use the promo code if you want to save some ducks. You want to save those ducats, man. Locked on. That's the promo code, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at checkout for a discount as well. Verified customer had this to say about Jace recently. I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut my pills in half. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered antibiotic kits. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. So if you or someone that you love would, you know, would like to enjoy a little peace of mind, and wouldn't we all have a little peace of mind by having us your supply of any daily med? Go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered to you. And remember to use that promo code. Save yourself that money. Locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off your purchase. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on sports today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On. Plus, we've got our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Again, thank you for making Locked On Cardinals first listen every day. You can leave comments on YouTube as well as on Twitter anytime you want. Your feedback always welcome and encouraged. Yesterday, we had our buddy Josh Jacobs from RedbirdRants.com. And um, he was on and he's been a huge, like huge if there's anybody who thinks the Cardinals should go get Tyler Glass now, it's Josh. Okay, Josh, is he's had him as the number one target this entire time. Has so many reasons why the Cardinals and, and Glass now would be a great fit. Um, he just recently put out a couple of uh, proposed trades to try to get this done. But before we do that, let's weigh, let's weigh in on the, on the pros and cons of Tyler Glass now. Like, why should we like him? Because there's multiple reasons that you'd want them. And there's some reasons why you might want to stay away. And again, nobody in the free agent market or through a trade 
is like a perfect fit. There's that one guy where you're like, boom, there's nothing wrong with that guy. There's nothing to stress about. There's nothing to worry about. They've all got different things that you got to be like, oh man, is it worth it? Let's start with the pros. I'm a positive guy. Um, Tyler Glass now is a huge man. Big guy, 6'8", 225, an imposing presence on the mound. Uh, reach extension is the 99th percentile. When you talk about reach perception, uh, per, percentile, it's like when he strides, his reach, when he releases the ball, he's closer to the plate than anybody else in the league, which makes him that much more difficult to hit. Um, elite strikeout ability, right? 95th percentile with percentage, 97th percentile in K percentage. I'm going to throw some of these stats up on the on the YouTube page for you so you can see uh, his page of baseball savant. Like, look at all the red. That's a good thing. That's a good thing, by the way, in case you're watching. 84th percentile in ground ball percentage. 88th percentile in fastball velo. Averages 96-97 on the gun. Got one of the best curveballs in the game as well. If you can get him... He's got one year left on his deal, and if things don't work out, you're not locked into a five-plus-year contract. That's a positive. That's a positive because if things don't go right, you know, look at some of the contracts from last year, the Carlos Rodon deal, where they're like, oh, what are the Yankees are like, what, what, what did we, what did we just buy? Like they're stuck with that dude for a while. Um, and if he doesn't resign in St. Louis, you would still get a compensatory draft pick back. So there's a lot of winning in a deal for Glass now. Conwise, his injuries have been a problem. They've held him back. He has only made 20 or more starts once in his, his career as a major league player, and that was last year. He's going to make $25 million this year. That's a lot of money. It's going to cost you something decent to trade for him, and there are no guaranteed control years. It's not like you get him, and then you're like, well, if this isn't great, we still got him for two more years. Though he can walk. You could lose him to free agency next year and have nothing to show for it. So is the risk-reward balanced enough to go after him? That's obviously debatable. Very much debatable. That's why that's why we continue to talk about him on these shows. Um, and, of course, it certainly matters who exactly you're going to have to give up to, to get him. So let's check out Josh's trades and see if any of them make sense to us. Number one, he's got three of them here. Number one, Tyler Glasnow and $5 million for outfielder, first baseman Alec Burleson and right-handed pitching prospect Sim Robertson. Now, Josh says this about the deal. The Rays could probably sign Eduardo Rodriguez for about $18 million a year, plus add two players like Alec Burleson and Robertson, all by trading away Tyler Glasnow and freeing up that money. Or they could sign a Jack Flaherty someone they were interested in at the trade deadline, having money left over and these new assets in hand. Burleson would offer the Rays a left-handed bat who should only improve with increased playing time. Robertson came over in the Jordan Hicks trade at just 22 years old, is already pitching in AAA. Not a high-ceiling guy, but we all know the Rays tend to find ways to bring out the best in their starting pitchers. Uh, my take on this deal, I, I if I'm the Cardinals, I'm going for that. Folks, show Put me on there. I know the hard hit rate for Burleson is great, but I'm trying to get an elite pitcher. I really am. And if I can pull that off by giving them a Alec Burleson, who, let's be honest, you got nowhere to play right now. Sure, you can be a DH from the left-hand side. That's fine. But 
Is that what you're going to let hold you back from trading to go get somebody who could be one of the top 10 pitchers in the league when he's healthy? Uh, and then you're also giving up your number eight prospect, which I know that sucks, but I think it's worth the gamble. I wouldn't be against that one. Uh, trade number two, Glass now for Tommy Edmond, straight up. Josh's thoughts, the Rays, even with Wander Franco's future looking bleak, still have plenty of top prospects who are middle infielders, but having a guy like Edmund in their infield can give them a stabilizing force as those guys develop, and he can also play a really solid center field for them as well. The Rays value guys who can play all over the diamond, and Edmund fits that bill. In typical Rays fashion, this is also a move towards the future as Edmund is under team control through the 2025 season. From the Cardinals' perspective, losing Edmund would be hard, as that's putting a ton of pressure on Mason Wynn to run with the shortstop job, but I think he can handle that. Sprinkle in the, fa- the face, or it should be the fact, I think. I think I mistyped that. Uh, sprinkle in the fact that Donovan can play there in a pinch, and Thomas J.C. is knocking on the door of a, a Major League Baseball debut, and I think it's risk worth taking. As for center field, Lars Newbar can start there every day. Dylan Carlson is still around, provides depth there, and it's likely that we see Victor Scott II take over out there in the very near future. My personal take on this one, we all love Tommy Edmund, right? We all think he's great. Guy does just about everything well. And then this year, he added another dimension to his resume by being able to pull off playing center field at a very high level. It's not like he was just kind of, eh, he's all right out there. He was really, really good. Shockingly, really, really good in center field. Uh, trading him would not be a popular move. Nobody wants to get rid of him, but when you've got the depth at the positions that he plays, so it's shortstop, as Josh brought up there, you've got Mason Wynn, who we assume is going to be the starter. You've got us a JC coming in, uh, coming your way soon. You've already got Brendan Donovan, and who knows if they find another veteran shortstop that they can peel off the uh, scrap pile just, just for some depth. That could be a thing, too, if they make some moves like this. Uh, at second base, obviously, Donovan, Gorman, already set to play over there. In center field, you've got outfielders who are capable. If you still got O'Neal, Newpar, and Carlson, if you're not trading them away for anything, all three of those guys can play center field. So is it really going to set the team back all that much if you trade away Tommy Edmond, if you move him for someone of the caliber of a Tyler Glass now? No, I don't want to move Tommy Edmond you know, to go get some middle of the road guy. That's that would just be stupid. That'd just be making a move to make a move. But to go get somebody like Tyler Glass now, I guess I would do it. Uh, now, if Glass now gets hurt and ends up walking after the year and you get nothing for it, then if I'm Mo, I'm leaving the state of Missouri and I am hiding because they will come find you. But the Cardinals are in a spot right now where risks will have to be taken. They just will. They just are going to have to take a risk at some point if they want to get back into contention quickly. We will have Josh's number one trade package for Tyler Glass now coming up next on Locked on Cardinals. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book right now. New customers, you're going to get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. A lot of sports going on right now. Uh, we've got hockey, the Blues. The Blues, all of a sudden, just like offensive juggernauts. I have no idea where this explosion came from, but I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. College basketball is underway. You've got college football, obviously, 
NFL football. The app is easy to use if you want to bet on any of this stuff. Wide range of betting options, including your spread, your player props, your over-unders, and a whole lot more. Uh, new slate of NFL games begins on Thursday with the Bengals. They're going to be on the road to take on the Baltimore Ravens, both of them coming off losses, shocking losses. Uh, the Ravens blowing that lead at home against Cleveland and then uh, the Bengals losing at home against the Texans. So both teams are going to be trying to get back into that win column. They're going to be very motivated, I would think. Uh, Fandle has the Ravens favored by three and a half. I like that. I, I think I go with the Ravens on this one. Uh, Bengals dealing with some uh, some injuries. Their top pass rusher, Trey Hendrickson, is supposed to play. I don't know how good he's going to be after getting rolled up on that knee. Uh, but they don't have Sam Hubbard. Uh, they don't have T. Higgins. So some big pieces missing for the Bengals, where the Ravens seem to be relatively healthy. So I like the Ravens in that one. Visit FanDuel.com slash on. Kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So here's what you do. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. We all have different hours of the day that we work. I mean, there are moments where I'm working at 6 a.m. and then there's times where I don't start till 2 o'clock. Uh, like, we're all over the place. You want to get your sports on a, on a legit channel 24-7, always there for you? There you go. Locked on sports today. Go bookmark it. Uh, once again, your feedback, always welcome and encouraged. I want to hear from you and get your thoughts on what's going on with the Cardinals, all of these rumors, all of the discussion that's happening. I, I want you to be in on it. So uh, let me know your thoughts and where you stand on things down below um, and on Twitter, X, obviously, as well. All right, time for Josh's number one trade package for the Rays. Tyler Glass now. Here's what he's got. Germ roll for you. The Cardinals get Tyler Glass now in $5 million in exchange for outfielder Dylan Carlson and outfield prospect number 11 in the organization, Travis Honeyman. Here's Josh's thoughts. The first two, he's talking about the first two trade packages. The first two seem like much better fits for both sides compared to this deal. But I really do wonder whether or not the Rays would have a sneaky interest in Dylan Carlson. With three years of team control remaining, the Rays get multiple seasons to try and help Carlson fulfill that potential. And if history tells us anything, it's that the Rays know how to unlock former Cardinal outfielders. That's that's just mean to say, Josh. You had to bring it up, didn't you? Um, he is a former top 20 prospect in baseball. He finished third in the Rookie of the Year voting in 2021. The potential for growth is there. Carlson's defense is a major asset as well, as the Rays can play him at all three outfield positions confidently. Even if his struggles against right-handed pitching remain, they still have a great outfield defender who mashes left-handed pitching at a cost-controlled salary. He uh, continues saying, I have them eating money again here, although I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't or if it was less than that $5 million number for their troubles. I sent outfielder Travis Honeyman their way as well, providing the Rays with an intriguing outfielder for the future. I do not see the Rays getting a top prospect for Glass now, but I'm sure they'd like to gain some prospect depth if the number one trade piece isn't as surefire as a Tommy Edmond. Now, my thoughts on this, when you compare what it will say, well, this is more of Josh, actually. I was going to say, hold on a second. I don't think he's done yet. 
Here's the final thoughts for Josh. When you compare what it will take to get Glass now in a trade to what it would take to get a Logan Gilbert or Dylan Cease, it's night and day. Both guys would require one of the Cardinals' best young bats with control plus significant prospect capital. I'll pass on that at all costs unless it's a prospect-heavy package. End quote for Josh Jacobs. Sorry about that. All right, so here are my thoughts. As much as I am not ready to punt on Dylan Carlson, I think it would suck to have to swap Dylan Carlson out. I understand why you'd make the deal. I'd prefer to use him in a deal for a Dylan Cease, personally. But again, that's the price of doing business because I don't know what everybody else thinks of Dylan Carlson anymore. In my eyes, I think highly of him still. I think he's had kind of a bum rap, a lot of injuries the last couple of years, still young. I'm not ready to give up on him hitting left-handed, but maybe that's just not in the cards anymore. Maybe you should just hit right-handed all the time. I don't know why switch hitters who have such a trouble time hitting the ball on one side of the play doesn't just stop, especially when it's so different, like the splits are so different for Dylan Carlson as a right-handed hitter compared to being a left-handed hitter. Like, it's it's crazy. Um, I think the Rays would want more than that. I think it would take Dylan Carlson. You could throw in, you know, Honeyman, who the Cardinals just drafted this year in the third round out of Boston College. Um, but I, I feel like they would want some sort of pitcher in return. So if you had to toss in former first rounder, like a, like a Michael McGreevy. I don't really want to give up a Cooper Jerpy, but you put two, like get, say you go McGreevy and Honeyman and Carlson. I think the team is desperate enough to, to go for that. If they're, if they're indeed in love with Tyler glass now, um, as much as we think they might be like, we don't know. We haven't heard them go. Yeah, let's go get them. Like, but we don't know yet. We don't know. Out of all three of these deals, personally, I prefer the first deal. Like, if I had to choose one and go, that's I have to choose one of them. I would go with the first one. I think um, Burleson and Robertson for a glass now, and then I would instead flip Carlson. I'm loving the rumors about Alec Manoa from Toronto. I, I would be astonished if Toronto just gave up on him after one year, and if the Cardinals can benefit off that, cool, cool. Flip Carlson for Manoa. Then you sign one of these top guys because these other two guys aren't going to cost you nearly as much. Like you're not having to fork over some five, six, seven year deal to get those two guys. So then you can sign one of these top guys if you need to. And then I think you're kind of in business if you're able to pull that off. Uh, one of those guys could be Blake Snell. Blake Snell, your NL Cy Young Award winner, just announced tonight. But Recent reports don't really have the Cardinals brought up when talking about Snell. John Heyman on the newly crowned NL Cy Young Award winner says that the greatest interest is currently coming from, shocker, the West Coast with the Dodgers and the Giants both in the mix for Snell in addition to the Padres. He also hasn't ruled out the Phillies. No mention of the Cardinals at all in his report. Um, Snell just gives me the vibe of a West Coast guy. And I feel like he was a decent fit in San Diego as far as personality and everything. But apparently San Diego and first off, their owner just passed away, which is crazy. Like, wow, that, that was that was crazy. I had no idea he was dealing with any sort of illness. So thoughts and prayers for, for them. But um, I guess they're, they're going to try because they're going to want to they want to keep Juan Soto, I guess. 
They're not above trading Juan Soto, according to the rumors. Uh, but maybe Blake Snell doesn't fit for them anymore as far as what they want to spend money-wise. You know, they kind of went all in the last couple of years and they haven't gotten anything out of it. So um, he also mentions, John Heyman does, that the price tag for Snell could be landing in the neighborhood of the deal that Steven Strasburg got from Washington, which if you remember, seven years, $245 million. And if that is the case, if that's what Snell is going to be able to pull, I wouldn't expect the Cardinals to be sniffing around him for very long at all. And that is not the reports that we were getting early on where people were thinking five years, 125, somewhere in that vicinity, which was uh, much more easy to swallow. If you're if you're a John Moselock and if you're a Cardinal fan, you're like, I, mean, I think I could do that. But 7245, that is. Whew. And if that's where the price tag goes for some of these big guys like a Nola and a Snell and Yamamoto, who's going to be commanding probably close to 200. I, I just don't see the Cardinals getting in on those. I think the trade route is going to make a lot more sense. They can get more bang by making a deal that way than trying to outbid some of these huge markets. Because every time you hear one of these guys brought up, it's like, oh, Giants are in on these guys. Like the, like every single dude you hear about. The Dodgers, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're in on all of them. The Yankees went in on all of them. The Phillies, if things go south with Nola, are going to go and try to get one of these other big guys as well. So... I just, I just, it's going to be difficult for the Cardinals to get any of those guys. So trades, trades seem to be the route they might be heading out of the three deals that we brought up here tonight. Which one do you like the most? Let me know and be sure to read the full write-up from Josh Jacobs at redbirdrants.com. The link is in the description and the show notes on YouTube and the podcast page. Thank you again for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Help our channel and love for the Cardinals grow. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I will see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.